You're listening to Matrimony. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Chris. This show is about managing your money. Happily ever after. husband top of the evening <laughs> i wonder how many episodes it's going to take for you to run out of different hello phrases i got a lot okay <laughs> on this episode we're sharing the thing that's finally gone our way amidst all the random extra expenses lately and telling you about our adventures at costco <laughs> <laughs> plus we have a couple updates to share about our fitness routines and diy haircuts all right, let's get into our status updates. Chris, what's your status update? I guess this is like a, a middle-aged thing, but I've been dealing with chronic heartburn all of a sudden that just came on randomly and uh, about maybe a month ago mm-hmm. and won't go away. And, and I've never had any issues with heartburn before. Yeah. And it doesn't even feel like heartburn, but okay. it's just like a pain. Well, in how my... would you know if you've never had it before? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I imagine it feels like burning in your chest area. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just like pain in my chest, which I know sounds alarming, <laughs> but I've had it checked out now. I've gone to the doctor and everything. And so, and they've looked and there's nothing, there's no mass or anything bad happening. <laughs> so, um, so I'm now dealing with this and I, it all began, I believe with a bug injury to my throat. Oh my God. <laughs> I was biking along about a month ago and I was turning down a street and I was biking pretty hard and my mouth was open <laughs> and you know, most bicyclists have dealt with this. You swallow a bug. I took a direct hit to the back of my throat by a massive bug. And it was like, I called you directly afterwards. Cause it wasn't like, you know, you kind of choke and either spit it out or just swallow it. Ugh. This was, it wriggled in the back of my Ugh. throat and I was hacking. I had to stop and I was like <laughs> hacking to try to get it out because it was, I have no idea what it was, but it was huge and stuck back there and it hit so hard. It hurt. And I don't know, I kept trying to swallow, knowing eventually I couldn't get it out and it would not go down. And so, and I felt like, I don't know if it was just a weird sensation, but I feel like I could feel it wriggle for some time after. This is super gross. I know, but it's, you know, this is the reality of commuter biking, I guess. But anyway, I'm sure it eventually went away, (laughs) but it, it left an injury, like it hurt in my throat for a while afterwards. And after that, I've been having heartburn. Those things are totally unrelated, but somehow I've connected. Maybe you need to rebalance your like throat bacteria. Maybe you need to be (laughs) drinking more like kefir and other things like that. That's my theory. I gut microbiome will solve all. (laughs) That's probably true. (laughs) But yeah, so I'm just realizing this is one of those symptoms of middle age. I'm about to turn forty. It's just a, a month down the road and um this is one of those things. Your eyes go bad, your ears go bad, and you start having heartburn. This is super depressing. <laughs> but otherwise, I'm in great shape. <laughs> great. Okay. I'm going to share my status update, <laughs> which is uh, much more positive. And that's that I feel like I'm in a really good reading groove right now. You are. I am always reading, but I kind of go in and out of being in really good reading grooves. And I think it, I think it has to do with I'm always requesting new books from the library, like Mm -hmm. books from the library. And so 
sometimes suddenly just a ton of books will come up available from the library. And so I almost can't enjoy the book that I'm reading because I'm feeling pressure to finish <laughs> it because I have these other books to read, mm -hmm. you know, or if I'm reading something and I'm not just loving it, it's, it's hard for me to stick with something Yeah, because I have these other books that are waiting for me. Whereas if I didn't see those other books, oh, I got to, you know, hurry up and get to those. Maybe I could enjoy the book that I was reading a little bit more. So anyway, but sometimes I hit these just really great grooves where I'm really enjoying the book that I'm reading or my library holds come up in, you know, just the right mm -hmm. sequence that I, I'm not feeling rushed. So anyway, recently over the past couple of weeks, I've read Fangirl by Rainbow Rowell, which mm -hmm. was really good. I really liked it. It just felt like a fun kind of summer read. And then I read Carry On, which you also read. Mm -hmm. And I originally had, um, I got Carry On because I heard that it was fan fiction or fan fiction related or tan tangentially related to Harry Potter. Yeah. And since you love all things Harry Potter, I thought, oh my gosh, this will be great. So I got that for you from the library and you loved it mm -hmm. and actually it was so frustrating because i finished fangirl and then i was and carry on is not quite a sequel but it kind of goes along with mm -hmm. it's fun to read after fangirl and you weren't finished with carry on and it was driving <laughs> me crazy that i could not read it yet yeah we were vying for the book a couple days <laughs> yeah ago. actually you were reading it at night and then i was taking it to work and reading it during lunchtime so we had two bookmarks in the book yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. But that's how I know you're in a good reading groove is you've been actually getting some books from me. So you got that one. Mm -hmm. And then you got a graphic novel that was really cool and I'm forgetting the name of it. Divinity. Ugh. I can't remember. We can we can look it up and put it in the show notes. Yeah, there was a great, it was NPR or, or the New York Times or something did a list of top graphic novels. And yeah. I haven't read graphic novels, novels, but I feel that I want to. I, I feel like it's, kind of something that you just kind of have to get into and get used to. It seems a little daunting when you haven't read that way before. Some are probably different than others, but the one that, that you had gotten for me, I think you were sort of expected to intuit a lot of information out of the scenes, which, you know, I'm, I'm sure many of them are like that. So mm -hmm. you, it's, it's graphic. And so you're trying to pull a lot of information. So a lot of the story is just embedded in the oh, scenes wow. rather than just, you know, the text and the backstory gotcha. and everything else. Which made it fun to read, and so you had to kind of be a little more creative, even though mm. the pictures are there for you. Yeah. But it was very cool. So, yeah, I'm enjoying your, your library reading group because I'm, I'm getting benefits out yeah. of it, too. I love getting books for you from the library. Oh, and, I, and what I just started today that I'm barely into, so I feel like I can't give it a, a full review, but I'm already really liking it, is Essentialism mm -hmm. that I've heard several people recommend. This is more along the lines of, like, self improvement, self-development or whatever, but what it is feeling like so far is it feels kind of like um, the life-changing magic of tidying up, but for your life <laughs> and to like all of your just activities, quote unquote priorities. Mm -hmm. So that kind of stuff is right up my alley. So I'm excited about that. Cool. All right, let's move into home economics. So um, in all of our spending and saving and whatnot, uh, we mentioned on the last episode that we have had this past, this summer, we had many unexpected expenses come up and we were just feeling a little blue that, 
you know, all of our money that was kind of dog-eared for savings was suddenly going to repairing the window that a bird flew into and fixing our car AC and just, you know, these unexpected things that come up, but they just come up all at the same time for us. But we finally had something positive happen. Yeah, it was sort of amazing because we had initially been told that the motorist who had hit us was uninsured. From Right. This was from our the fender bender that I got into. Um, yeah. Yep. And uh, so our insurance company had been trying to get a hold of us. I finally spoke with them actually just today. And they said, actually, so that motorist uh, admitted liability and in fact did have insurance. And so they were ready to process the claim and, and help us get repairs. And so the nice thing is... Um, the damage to the Prius was essentially the bumper was popped out of its joints and there was maybe a screw that broke off to a a piece of padding that's sort of underneath Mm -hmm. the car. Um, But that's really it. It was just sort of superficial cosmetic. And you can't really see it that like you popped the bumper back in. I literally hit it with my fist on both sides. And there's kind of a little scratch, but yeah. You, you only notice it if you're looking for it, really. So it's not a big deal. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, like a Lego, it literally popped back into place <laughs> and then was basically fixed. So um, our options were to go ahead and actually have it, like the bumper replaced and all that, or get the cash from the estimate for repairs that, that our insurance company did for us. So I said, hey, send us the cash based on that estimate. And so we'll get a little bit of money back. Yeah, um, it's about $650. Yeah, that we don't necessarily need to spend on the car. Uh, so we'll put it to the shattered window, perhaps, or the... Right. <laughs> yeah, we're thinking that'll help um, kind of cover the unexpected window expense. And then we did start a little um, Capital One savings account mm-hmm. to save up for converting our front lawn grass to Xeriscape yep. for this spring. So I th- we're trying to save up some money in that account. So I think the rest of that will go there. Yeah. Yep. So... All of a sudden, I was envisioning our bumper of our Prius kind of like the box in, in Mario Brothers, you know, mm. where you, like you the, the Mario guy jumps and hits the box <laughs> and the money comes out. It's kind of like that. Yeah, just like that. <laughs> that's funny. But we don't want anyone else to hit it. I think it's, that's just a one-time thing. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> um, okay, so also, we have uh, made the leap, and I feel like we're now officially suburban Americans <laughs> because we are Costco members. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's awesome. And Chris loves it. Yeah. If, if any of you watch Modern Family, there was one episode a few seasons back. Oh, where yeah. Cam and Mitch are a couple in, in the uh, show and they, they go, I think it is to Costco. Yep. It is to Costco. Okay. They show up and, and Mitch is being all snobby about it. Like, I'm not going to go there. Right. You know, right. Wholesale this, blah, blah, blah. But he goes and sees how magical the place is. It, you know, it sells right, everything, and he's right. like, "Cam, what is this place?" Right. Yes. And we kind of had that conversion. I think we a little we, you more than you more than me. Yeah, well, we were never we never were like anti Costco big box, yeah, yeah, uh, shoppers or whatever. But um, but my parents and my sister both were members, and so we had you know seen that they were getting deals on certain things that may be fitting into our diet. So mm-hmm. we decided to run an experiment and then go and explore and see if we could actually have some savings based on what we normally buy. Yeah, it was we did some consumer research that was <laughs> extensive. <laughs> very fun. So what we did, what we kept we kept saying, okay, should we join Costco or not? And for us, it came down to the numbers. There is a membership, an annual membership fee. Mm -hmm. And so there's that to consider. But then 
we were concerned, you know, sometimes there's this illusion of buying things in bulk that seems so great. You're going to save all this money, but then, you know, you really, you have to price compare to make sure it actually is saving you some money. Mm -hmm. And then you have to consider, well, then I'm buying all of this. Can I use it within that time or can I store it if it's a shelf stable thing? So anyway, I felt like before I was ready to make the leap, I had to like get just a full picture. Mm -hmm. So we took our uh, typical Trader Joe's grocery list. And I think just over time, because we knew that we were hoping to do this, we gathered the price and also the you know, the size or quantity from mm -hmm. Trader Joe's. So we had like a price per ounce or per pound or whatever mm -hmm. it was. Yep. So we kind of built this spreadsheet and then we printed that out mm -hmm. and we took it to Costco and we walked around because they'll let you come and check it out if you just want to check yeah. it out because you're considering membership. And we just walked through that whole store. It was, it really it felt like a date. It was so fun. It was totally fun. <laughs> it was like a date that was right up our alley. <laughs> yeah. And we did the exact same thing. We got the prices and the sizes for all the Costco equivalents to our right. Trader Joe purchases. I would like go... I would, you like had the spreadsheet and we were writing stuff down and I would go look and say like, call out the price. And you're like, <laughs> we can save 15 cents. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, but so, so what we actually had to do though, because it comes in bulk. So the, the per ounce is the direct comparison, but uh -huh. obviously the total package is much larger at Costco. Right. So then the, the next step in the calculations was how often do we purchase right. these things from Trader Joe's to understand the aggregate amount we buy per right. year. And then multi-layered. Yeah. And then compare that to the, you know, the aggregate, but in smaller numbers of mm -hmm. purchases from Costco. Mm -hmm. So we compared the price per ounce and then determined that. And then we'd figure out like kind of the percentage difference in terms of savings. And right. so interestingly, there there are a lot of things that we could save on, but probably don't make sense because just the quantity is too large. So yeah. feta cheese was an example. Like right. we use feta cheese, but we buy like a, you know, it's probably four ounces, five ounce tub. Right. Whereas they would sell like... 24 ounces. Yeah, 24 ounces. Um, and we just couldn't use that in time before it would go bad. And I do... Someone had mentioned to me about freezing cheese. Mm-hmm. So I do want to look into that. Okay. Maybe we could freeze back, you know, two thirds of it or mm -hmm. something. I'm not sure about the taste and texture, but, um, and I do know that many people say, you know, to use Costco really strategically, you need to be like deep freezing things. Mm -hmm. And I, I understand how that could be possible. We are in no market for a deep freezer yeah. at this time. <laughs> like we just, you know, we can use our freezer. So we have like some space in there, but it's going to, it's going to have to be, you know, just, yeah. just a little bit, not quite ready to make that plunge yet. Yeah. So it's going to, it's going to save us some money. In fact, it already is, but let's talk a little bit about what we spend, what mm -hmm. we budget for our groceries mm -hmm. um, and how we've been doing for on that and, and actually how that's compared to previous years because it's pretty interesting. So this was something at the end of last year that we determined was we were spending too much on. Mm -hmm. or, um, a, or a place we kind of wanted to challenge ourselves yeah. that we thought we could go lower. Yeah. And so we had been budgeting last year probably like 800 or 850 or something. Our average last year, I just looked it up, was $925 a month. So we were blowing our budget. Yeah. <laughs> An already high budget, we were blowing it. Um, this year we challenged ourselves and dropped it down kind of incrementally down to $750 a month. Mm -hmm. And I checked our average up through July since August is so a partial month. Seven months. 
Yeah. Through, so more than half the year, we are averaging $735. Yeah. So we're under our budget. And we joined Costco, I think, in May. And so it's been three full months basically since then. And in two of those three months, we've actually spent at or below $700. So That's we're starting to... cray cray. Yeah. We're pushing the average down. So what's cool is I actually even look back to 2015. Oh my God. <laughs> These are all things you can do when you track all your expenses. In it's pretty fun. In 2015, we were averaging actually right at that number, about $732. Interesting. So that was... Before we had a fourth eater come online. Yeah. And and the, the third eater was probably not eating all that much. Right. So we've actually got down to... So we've added members at the, at the family table. Mm-hmm yet we're maintaining or lowering our budget. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And that's even factoring in the initial Costco membership and all that stuff. So it's good. Um, And we did, we do have an episode back on episode 41 is all about food. And we talk about some of our strategies that we've been using in terms of just grocery shopping generally and feeding a family kind of ways that we work to streamline that, that we are feel like eating very healthfully, healthy. Either way. Eating very healthfully, but able to kind of save a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did want to run down and share the the items that we found we could save money on by buying them at Costco as opposed to Trader Joe's. And um, if... If you're not already familiar with Trader Joe's, I think one thing that I think is kind of a misconception, it seems like a more specialty grocery store. And so I feel like there's a misconception that it would be more expensive. We actually, when we switched to doing all of our grocery shopping at Trader Joe's several years ago from the previous grocery stores we were shopping at, which was like Safeway Fries, we found our grocery bill go down. And now it's the case that if we ever have to grab something or um, do a shopping trip at any other grocery store, I'm always so frustrated because the prices are higher. And and sometimes too, the quantities are smaller. It'll yeah. be like a bag of shredded cheese that's half the size, mm-hmm. but more expensive. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so, so that's just to say, um, just in case anyone was thinking, well, of course you could save at Costco because Trader Joe's is so expensive or something. It's, it's really not. And I feel yeah. like we found the items that where we're getting good deals. So, mm-hmm. okay. So here are our, here's our Costco shopping list. Um, and again, these are not every single time. Right now, we're going about every two weeks, but we're not getting all of these items every two weeks. So um, frozen salmon patties. They are so good. Mm-hmm. High protein and easy, quick, delicious dinner. The black bean veggie burgers, mm-hmm. also frozen. The frozen, um, it's the Morning Star breakfast veggie sausage patties. Strawberry jam. It's a big one. It's going to just open that. It's going to last us a while. (laughs) Um, Almond milk. We get six at a time. So that is taking up some room in our fridge. (laughs) Uh, Protein powder. Mm -hmm. We've been getting the Vega protein powder, which we like okay. I think maybe I want to switch it up. The taste taste is all right. Um, Walnuts, which Mm -hmm. we're thinking we're only going to need to buy those a few times a year. The Kodiak pancake mix, which I think we've mentioned before, that's in, um, we love making pancakes with that, but it's also essential for Chris's mug cakes. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, Canola oil, quinoa, oatmeal, both the rolled oats, and we get the coach's oatmeal. 
maple syrup, sometimes strawberries. Um, some weeks it seems like we're able to go to the, through that big container in time before they start to go bad and other mm-hmm. weeks, not so much, but we could be more strategic with kind of freezing some halfway through the week or yeah, something. Yeah. Um, filling up the Prius, uh, with gas at Costco, it's cheaper. Mm-hmm. And then I just recently made use of printing photos yeah. and it was very easy and affordable. I think I'm, so, I think I'm going to print our Christmas cards there this year. Awesome. You want to hear the big winner? Yeah. Of all those items. Yes. In terms of savings. Oh my gosh. Wait, can I guess? Yes. Okay. So there's one item where we're saving the most money. And by far, like double any other item. Oh my gosh. Okay. Is it something that we buy really often? Yes. Uh, the almond milk. You got it. Yes. What, so, are we, what are we saving, Chris? We buy something like 160 liters a year okay. <laughs> <laughs> for the family. And we save 22% on the price per ounce at Costco compared Whoa, to Trader Joe's or anywhere ounce. else. Yeah. So we're going to save a, and this may not sound like that big a deal, but we're going to save $105. Hey, that, I mean, on year. just one item. That's on just great. one item. Yeah. Just one item. Think of one item in your grocery shopping that you just, you don't even think about it because you just go, you know, right. once a week, whatever, but one item with a bit of savings, $100. Let's go on a date night. I know. Our almond milk date night. Oatmeal saves us 15 bucks. Maple syrup saves us $50. A year. Maple <laughs> a syrup. Year. Maple syrup is expensive. It, well, yeah, that's true. It is expensive. Um, and then the Morningstar veggie patties, I wanted to point this one out. That'll save us about 30 bucks a year. But here's the thing. So mm-hmm. here are the dangers of the bulk. Mm-hmm. And so we mentioned one, which is your ability to either, if you can like store it, if you have cold storage in some way or it's st- shelf stable, mm-hmm. but if it's not, it's pretty easy to think great deal, but then not realize right. that it will go bad. Um, but on the opposite end of the spectrum is the bulk effect, mm-hmm. which people like Brian Wansink have actually studied. It's one of these nutrition researchers I follow. And when you buy more of something and it's there in bulk, you see volume and you think, oh, let me just... It's available. Yeah. And you eat actually end up eating more of it more, mm. more quickly. So Morningstar Veggie Patties, we used to buy one or two maybe a week or maybe every other week mm-hmm. um, at Trader Joe's. But now we get this big pack that has mm-hmm. like 32 veggie patties right? or sausage patties. Um, but I noticed the first time we did it, we actually ran through those really fast. Yeah. And, and knock them out right. about as fast as like the two smaller packages from Trader Joe's. <laughs> so now we're kind of paying attention yeah, to that. We're kind so. of, we're pacing it a little bit mm-hmm. more because it was, they are, they're high protein. They're really easy to make like in the mornings, just in the microwave. And so it was a really easy breakfast. And I was like, great, we have plenty. I'm going to eat two where yeah. some, I would probably normally eat, um, one, a couple times a week mm-hmm. otherwise. So mm-hmm. yeah, we've kind of, we've kind of paced, paced that a little bit. Yep. Okay, we wanted to share a couple of home economics updates really quick. We've mentioned uh, kind of a few episodes ago that we were thinking about a way to save on what we spend on the gym every month. Mm -hmm. Chris and I both go to Orange Theory. It is $89 per month for each of us. So it's fairly expensive. But Mm -hmm. as we've talked, discussed before, um, it's a workout that we love. We've never both gone to the gym so consistently and feel that we have gotten in such good shape. And so 
we've made going to Orange Theory together a day date sometimes. Yeah, that's right. So we just really love it. Um, mm-hmm. But we were kind of considering, well, could we drop our membership a little bit because you pay for how many times you want to go a month and instead use a much cheaper, closer gym and just go kind of do our own Orange Theory workouts. Um, we kept saying we were going to like put together on our own workouts and do that. And we just haven't prioritized it. Mm-hmm. I think in the interim, we just kind of felt like, you know, we haven't made time for that right now. We love our workout routine. It's working for us. We feel great. And we just felt like we don't really want to change it up right now. Yeah. So we're going to keep spending that money. One thing we've always said is that we we don't have many limits financially when it comes to our health because Mm -hmm. that's the best investment you can possibly make. And so we're sticking with this for now. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, Okay. Why don't you talk about how you are rocking the DIY haircuts (laughs) for for all of the Wharton boys? Yeah. This has been a year-long evolution. We've talked about this in the past that I I just decided, I don't know why, one day to teach myself how to cut my own hair. Maybe you're just tired of paying the money. Yeah, because I mean, I, I, I get a haircut that is a style. And so I, I never usually like going to supercuts or whatever because I, I just right. felt like I never got And a your hair haircut. grows fast. You have yeah. thick hair. Yeah. So you kind of have, it's probably like, I need a haircut again. It's only been a month. Yeah, every four weeks, really, I had to go. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I'd spend, you know, 40, 50 bucks yeah. uh, to go get like a styled haircut. And that's crazy. So, and then we had our children. And, you know, even a kid's cut can be $10, so $20 a month for two kids. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I taught myself how to cut my hair basically, and I started to learn how to do it relatively well. Um, and when the kids were, you know, we, we went, took them to a, a mm-hmm. place a couple times and I decided, well, I can cut their hair right. too. Yeah. Such an easy cut when, when they barely have any hair plot. Yeah. Anyway. So every month I've kind of gotten a little bit better at blending and using clippers and things like that. But the, this past month, I finally figured out the the main trick of blending like a, a clippered side into longer hair mm-hmm. on top, which is like the key for... How did you figure that out? Uh, Wasn't it watching someone? I was oh, watching, yeah. Because you did pay for a haircut more recently. Yes, because I was kind of transitioning from one style to another. <laughs> you were and transitioning. And I thought, let me, let me go to a, a place and, and get a really nice haircut and I'll kind of, that'll be my like reset and right. then I can just take it up from there. And... I got a haircut. I'm like, they didn't do as good a job as I can do. So, um, but anyway, I I was watching him and I was actually asking this, like, uh, you know, blending on the side and he kind of showed me how to Mm -hmm. do a couple things. And it's really about shaping the top and like cutting the corners so that you don't have this top layer that kind of sits on top of the blended Mm -hmm. layer below. It blends in on the side. Right. Once I figured that out, um, I could do it myself really well. I gave myself my best haircut yet. And then I just cut Cedric's hair today and it's, as good as I've done on him as yeah. well. So and it's, I, it's as good as any he's, we've just paid for one haircut ever for mm-hmm. Cedric. Yeah. And, um, and they did a fine, a fine job, but the haircut that you just gave him is as good as that one was. Yeah. So it's, it's so awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. It's, it's, you know, anywhere from like 40 to $60 savings yeah. every month. And you uh, know what? I hope that you teach the boys to cut their own hair one day. Yeah. Like what an awesome skill to give them, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's cool. I it's don't, fun. I don't know if they'll want to do it. Probably since they're growing up doing it, they'll hate it and like always want to go pay for haircuts. Yeah. But you know what? We can try. <laughs> and who knows what wild teenage hairstyle there will be when, when yeah. they're 15, 16. <laughs> we'll see. Okay. 
We've got a tools you can use, and we are going to get back to basics, personal Mm -hmm. finance 101. Mm -hmm. We've said it on the show before, but since we know we have some new listeners out there, and since it's kind of the beginning of a new season, we just want to go talk about budgets Yeah, just for a minute, because it's always a good time to talk about budgets. Yeah. And there's, there's two things embedded in budgets. So having literally a spreadsheet of some kind that has all your line items. One is figuring out how you express your values in your budget so that you're spending money as much as possible on things you care about. Mm-hmm. And two is awareness. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should flip-flop those. Like first, understanding where your money's going in the first place, right. then controlling it by determining where it goes based on what you actually value in life, mm-hmm. not, not just random whims or whatever else. Right, right. So there's actually, even though budgets kind of seem boring and maybe annoying at the outset, when you think of it that way, it's actually opening up your Mm -hmm. opportunities to express what you value and put your money behind it rather than letting, you know, things siphon your money away that that Mm -hmm. seem important one month and then aren't the next. And You know what? There's actually already a quote from the book Essentialism Mm -hmm. that I'm reading that I feel like is so applicable to this. And what he says is, if you don't prioritize your life, someone else will. Mm -hmm. If you don't prioritize your money in the ways that you want to spend it, someone else will. Oh, yeah. In fact, many people already have. Yes. And it's kind of your job to say, that's not my priority. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So budgets are really an incredibly empowering tool. Mm-hmm. It's the the basic thing to like take control of your money. You can't control it if you don't know where it's going and have a plan for it. It is just too easy to get swept up into all of the expenses, all of the wants that come up and think, oh yeah, I'll, I'll get to that budget later. I'll get to that savings later. That mm-hmm. later never comes. You really have to be so proactive about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so could you run through really quickly? You mentioned that our budget is in an Excel spreadsheet. but so um, And we do have it. You can see our budget with our actual budget numbers in it. If you go to our website, loveandmatrimony.com, and click on resources at the top, you can see what I believe is our current budget, pretty mm-hmm. current. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, but kind of walk through that a little bit. The the budget itself? Yeah. So um, I can actually pull it up now. Basically, all, all what we have is a, a table that contains first the big stuff, which is mainly, you know, mortgage and spending like the on big fixed costs. Daycare. Yeah, those sorts of things. Home and kids, basically. Then all those other things that everybody pays for. Utilities, bills, that kind of stuff. Phone. Mm-hmm. power, all of that. Food-related things, we obviously, groceries, but then we also kind of put our date night in there because that usually right. date night, we have one a, mo- one a month and that usually yeah. involves eating out. Yeah, we kind of have our personal personal allowance. We have a joint personal allowance for date nights, for family outings and whatnot. And then we have our each have our personal allowance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it's, you know... Um, health. So we have two kids, so we visit the doctor more often Mm -hmm. than we would otherwise Mm -hmm. and (laughs) these sorts of things. Um, Stuff related to our car, which Mm -hmm. is shrinking over time, which is great. Mm -hmm. Uh, Except when the AC goes out. Except when the AC goes out. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Gym, life insurance, and then miscellaneous stuff. 
Uh, and then a few items that we we kind of break out various ways that we save. Mm-hmm. Um, and so our long-term savings, both for the kids in terms of 529s, mm-hmm. so our, our own IRAs, um, our Vanguard savings, which is our long-term savings, what we talked about before. Um, and then kind of a short-term chunks of money that we put in to handle just the very set of emergencies we dealt with mm-hmm. <laughs> over Little the summer. short-term emergency savings. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, and I think uh, a really important thing is that we have our savings line items listed in there just the same as our expenses mm-hmm. so that when we are accounting for every dollar of our paychecks that we're getting every month, our savings are right right in there. And, and we really, as we're, when we're adjusting our budget and saying, okay, you know, daycare costs are going up here. We're going to have this extra thing here. We're looking right then of how it's impacting our savings. Or we're saying, Hey, could we take a little bit from these discretionary funds, our personal allowance spending that's, you know, is flexible would we be willing to give up $50 here so that we could put an extra $50 down here in the savings? So Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Actually, I, I, our philosophy is the savings dictates the budget. Mm-hmm. So all other bills are contingent upon mm-hmm. savings. And, and that, that can go for anything, truly, if you're really committed to it, like literally your mortgage. Mm-hmm. If, if you want to prioritize savings... You could literally move to a smaller house and have a smaller mortgage so that you could save more money. Mm-hmm. Like anything is negotiable right, within right. your budget. But if it all starts with your savings, then yeah, you make the choices of, well, how much are we going to allocate because we have to have this much for our savings because we have this particular goal. Mm-hmm. And that is the expression of the value, you know, a particular right. value you have in terms of your budget. Right. And that the value behind your savings you know, can just, can be anything from wanting to help your kids pay for college versus we've decided that as a family or as a couple, we want to take fabulous vacations or fabulous trips, um, you know, just whatever it is, or we've decided we want a bigger house or want to renovate our kitchen or whatever it is, but Mm -hmm. your savings can be the place to, to reflect that. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and you mentioned being aware of what you're spending. And so the tool that we use for that, we use mint Mm -hmm. and we have mentioned this before. So we track every single dollar that we spend in mint and we're now, we're now both very actively looking at it regularly and tracking every single thing. And that just really, really helps give a snapshot where are we in our grocery spending for the month, in our date night spending for the month, and mm-hmm. things like that? So I think just the budget and then some kind of tracking system. I know several listeners have said that they love the website and app, You Need a Budget, uh, Y-N-A-B. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that, so that's another one. And I'm, I'm sure, too, there's many other options or figuring out something yeah. that works for Personal you. Personal Capital is one we actually okay. toyed with this summer, too. Mm-hmm. Um it offers different features and then it actually is connected to a, a financial management firm mm-hmm. if you want to go that route. But uh, Mint, I think, um, is comprehensive. It's not too difficult to use. You can train it and then it starts doing things kind of automatically for mm-hmm. you. There's always a little bit of, of upkeep. There just kind of yeah, has to be. There's a little upfront work and then there's a little bit of upkeep. But yeah, but it becomes fun. We've, I think, we've found it very, very effective. Yeah. So, yeah. Have you talked to your partner about budgets lately? That's what we want to say. <laughs> okay, let's wrap up with love notes. 
right. you have a love note for me, Chris? I do. I was just thinking about this. You have been very patient and interested and engaged when I've been talking about all these new things going on at my job oh. because I've taken on this new role mm-hmm. and every experience is a new experience because mm-hmm. I'm not I'm I'm managing people. I mm-hmm. have lots of different groups of people that I'm I'm working with in this massive school, um, being director of it, and so. I'm just like offloading every day <laughs> of like all the crazy things that happen, the fires right. that occur, how I'm trying to yeah. deal with them and all this stuff. And and I probably go for like 10 minutes straight and, <laughs> and uh, you just listen. And, and uh, I appreciate that because I'm, I'm venting as much as I am sharing these interesting things as I am um, needing a place to for confirmation that mm. I am making good moves because I don't know what I'm doing. I'm like, <laughs> you know, I have some principles in mind, but then I right. just have to start making decisions. It's kind of a, yeah. an interesting thing. But I appreciate the support you've been giving me. Oh, thank you. I'm so glad to do it. I feel like my love note kind of goes along with that. I feel like I've just been really enjoying our commute together. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that is a time when we get to talk about our days. And often I just, you know, we haven't, a lot of times you don't have time to even really text me or anything very much during the day. So Mm -hmm. I'll see you at, you know, 745 or 8. And then again at 4.30 and I'm like, so what was your day like? And you'll have like 10 different things to tell me (laughs) about all these things that came up or that you weren't expecting or something. Um, But yeah, it's just felt, it's felt really, just really enjoyable. Not that it wasn't enjoyable before. I feel like I'm just particularly enjoying it now. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe, you know, this time, this time last year, you were on sabbatical, so you weren't commuting with me as much. And then I guess just always coming out of the summer, you don't commute with me as much in the summer. So it yeah. always kind of feels like, oh, it's like nice to have this back. Yeah. And then we found this alternative route too, where instead of taking the highway, I found this out this summer and then showed it to you. Instead of taking the highway, we take surface streets the mm-hmm. whole way. Mm-hmm. And now that the traffic is picking back up with school, I hopefully it'll still be as effective on timing, but it's just so much more pleasant than driving on the highway. The highway mm-hmm. just, it feels dangerous. It feels yeah. kind of stressful. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like that's just made it really pleasant too. And I've just been really enjoying it. Yeah, it's been nice. Mm-hmm. And we can, we can hypermile. Oh, that's right. Size, You're like, we, we have been really obsessed with getting our miles per gallon as high as possible in the Prius. It's been kind of fun. Yeah. I think we've hit our limit. 47 to 49 miles per gallon yeah. is, is just about it. In, in the, the summer. In the summer when yeah. we're running the AC. But I'm excited for the winter. We're <laughs> breaking know. 50 for sure. <laughs> All right. I think that wraps it up. You can connect with us on Instagram in between shows. I'm Kels Wharton and Chris is Practically Awesome Chris. You can send us an email at heymatrimony at gmail.com. We love to get your questions and comments on the show. You can find all of the show notes for this and all of our past episodes, as well as um, look at our current budget on our website, loveandmatrimony.com. So budget your values, everybody. And remember to love your honey, not your money. Like we're on a date. <laughs> we're not. Except not as <laughs> except not as fun as a date. <laughs> <laughs> we're working. Don't talk to me, except on the podcast. (laughs)